boot room. ABC Grandstand. Yes, welcome to the Boot Room, sort of finals edition of the Boot Room as well now. As we know that the first round of finals are uh, both games in Melbourne. We know it's Brisbane Raw taking on Melbourne City. And then coming up after that, it's Melbourne Victory taking on Adelaide United. After it went down to the final game of the season, a Western Sydney Wanderers probably blew, blew a bit Frank Yenko, didn't they? Yeah, well, I've still got no voice from what was a pretty <laughs> dramatic game. Uh, at the Olympic Stadium, 3-2, they'd taken the lead. The Wanderers early in the match for Oriol Riera, then fell 2-1 down. Then Marcelo Karuska for the Wanderers against his former side made it 2-2. And then Riera missed a second penalty yeah. just before half-time. And uh, that was a game-turner. And then, of course, Keanu Bacchus being sent off with... It wouldn't be... A, it feels like it wouldn't be a pod or another week in the A-League without talking about the VAR... I uh, still have mixed feelings about that one, but yeah, they, they uh, definitely blew it. And so too did the Perth Glory, because that result would have gone their mm-hmm. way had they held on to beat the Brisbane. Weekend, Chris Classic, because it wasn't the fixture had worked out perfectly that mm. we had the Perth-Brisbane mini-final on the Saturday night and then the other mini-final with the Wanderers on the Sunday. So for this season, it worked out for the FFA, but I'm in that camp of having all oh, the absolutely. games simultaneous in the final week. Yep, couldn't be more in that camp. Uh, mm. I thought it was sort of almost outrageous that the Western Sydney Wanderers got the advantage in the end. It didn't prove to be an mm. advantage, but they they knew when they equalised in that game that it's uh, now they could defend for their lives and, and get home. Uh, and, and teams shouldn't know, have that. They shouldn't have that advantage, but it doesn't matter because the Brisbane Raw, God, they've scraped in ugly, even though, what, they've won... How many games? Their last seven games, they've had an extraordinary win. Seven wins and a draw from their last 11, I think it was. Uh, what a way to, to get in. They're, they've hit in red-hot form. They had the chance to wrap it all up a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They blew it. It's like they won dropping the soap, and the Western Sydney Wanderers then uh, dropped the soap in the uh, in the final game. And but, it wasn't uh, that long ago. I know it's a six-team final series out of ten, but it feels like mm. not long ago I the line through the roar even making yep. it and Perth- I'm so glad Perth Glory didn't make yeah. it the, yeah. the line was through them two months ago I just think and, that- and we knew we knew when we did that Frank it was, nev- it was, it ne- was to inspire the roar please send your thank yous and your <laughs> yeah. fan mail in yeah. uh, I hear it really had inspired the roar to, ah, to great absolutely. things but, and it's another intriguing week it feels like every week we change it's always Oh, Adelaide will be the team that that team outside mm. from the bottom four of the finals to make it. No, no, it'll be the two Melbourne teams. Look at look at how they go. And then of course the victory and City both go on mm. to lose on the weekend. Adelaide rediscover a bit of form. I think they'd lost three straight away from home before last night. So now, and obviously if they're going to do things in the finals, they've got to do it all away from home. So they've found a bit of form. And Newcastle, who'd been off the ball for weeks, then just go put eight goals in. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll go on to the, the, the yeah. sides in the finals in a second. But four sides miss out on finals. Mm. Western Sydney Wanderers. Like, it's a it's probably sums up their season the way it all ended. That nine, I think I said it during the call. That ninety minutes yeah. summed up their season from the highs to the lows to the roller coaster. And uh, look, I don't understand. I do understand because football's a passionate game and. You know, you can drive yourself crazy spending more than two minutes on social media. So mm. I do understand those that 
don't want Yossip Gombau to stay, but give him a... Like, that wasn't... Oh. And Wadey's... Paul Wade made the comment in the call last night. That wasn't his team out there last no. night. He inherited a team first from Tony Popovich. Hayden Fox was it's... there for a few weeks. Give him an off-season. First of all, give him an off-season to get the plays he wants, and then give him an off-season to implement the game plan he wants. If they fail to make the finals next year, completely understand then. Um, because it was a good squad on paper, but at the same time... Give him an off season. Yeah, it's not a guy who, who's had no success, is it? You know, exactly. The, the, you've got a proven winner in, in Gombau, uh, given time, and the board now has a, a big decision to make at Western Sydney Wanderers. Do they back his philosophy? Do they back the style of play, or do they go looking elsewhere? I, I I'd be stunned if they did sack him. I, I think he'll get another year. Um, and even if it's another six months, you know, like mm. even if you you set the parameters, we need to be uh, top four yeah, by round, top four by round fifteen, yeah, twelve yeah. fifteen or whatnot. Look, the backers. I, I want to get on the sending off. It wasn't a send off for me. Like if you have to look for the third replay, I mean, you called the game, Frank, mm. at the naked oh, eye again, and I missed it the first two or three replays. So, and I was so gonna say, so how can we. that be? How can that be a, a, yeah. a, a vicious? Uh, a foul or it was a dangerous and Absalonson went down but it didn't feel like all the Adelaide players were surrounding the referee or anything like that and he did make the point Absalonson afterwards as he was walking off I think it was showing Marco Kurtz but also the fans behind in the stands showing the bruise on so there was something there but again this is the thing with the VAR no we're calling the game we Mm. had the um, we fixed up the TV so we could have the Fox We've replays all had this grass time. Burns yeah. more, um, more fierce than that. Yeah, it, if you don't even know why the game stops, yeah. like that's that's the problem. I don't know if it's a communication thing or, but it's almost like you're going searching mm. for incidents. Um, but yeah, just uh, back on back on the Wanderers. Yeah, definitely give I'd give Gombau another yeah. season. I wanted to. I think Riera that was his fifteenth goal yeah. last night beats. The season record for a Wanderer beating mm. Brendan Santalab had already beaten the Wanderer's record in all competitions. Mm. To me, I just get the impression with a bit more, uh, if they add a bit more around him, there's a bit to me about Bobo's first season yeah. at Sydney last year. And now, of course, Bobo's gone on and sm- smashing yeah. records. Just feel like a bit more better service and a, and a more cohesive Wanderer's next year. Uh, I, just I just have a feeling he could have a Bobo, maybe not a Bobo-esque season next season, but certainly he's found his, finds his I way in the A-League him, for another year. I just want to see him score more goals with his feet. It's all headers, yeah. it's all mm. penalties. That's the only complaint of Riera. I find he wanders in and out of games. I mean, he's such a great aerial threat, mm. uh, and that's the way Gombau likes to play, to get wide, to get the crosses in. Uh, and look, we saw in the 3-0 win over, over the Brisbane Rule a couple of weeks ago that it was it's effective. I just want to see from a striker a few more tap-ins a few more scrappy goals mm. uh, and and a few and back himself a bit more I, I also though one thing I do like about him and I think a lot it's of it goes unnoticed but also he yeah. does a lot of defensive work yeah, yeah, the does, amount of yeah. times on, on you know, set pieces and corners he's back there heading yeah, the ball away yeah. and he, he does add that part to the mm. game as well but I think it's a fair point about you know, Bobo, because you look at Riera and you look at the season the Wanderers mm. have had, he's got those 15 goals in the side that are struggling, whereas mm. um, taking nothing away from Bobo, um, who's been a, a great striker all year, does a lot of work, he's playing in the best team in the competition. And, that, and that's what I mean. If, yeah. if the Wanderers have a better season next season, it should be, you know, there's nothing stopping Riera having that 20-goal season. Yeah. But Do they need a centre-half? To, well, so they went. The Wanderers, yes, they do. And that was another point I was going to make with that, is that Western Sydney... 
you look through the course of this year, Rob Cornthwaite left in January. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've been a bit up and down before that. It's sort of the pairing with him and Thwaite at the back. Mm-hmm. And you sort of thought before the season kicked off, Lorente, great signing. I know mm-hmm. you're a big fan of I'm his, I'm a big Chris, fan of Lorente. Uh, I thought he had uh, something uh, Josh I mean, Risden, last night. Uh, right back. Risden, you know, yep. Socceroos in, a player and an international footballer. Um, but it's never looked settled at the back. And especially yeah. Cornthwaite going, it's been players coming in and out. And that might have been the reason. Sorry, Ned. That Ham- might have been, yeah. been the reason why they stuck with Clisby last night. But they had Thwaite on the bench. Yeah. He'd come back from suspension. They went with the call with Clisby. No, Wade, he was saying he didn't see much difference between them. But I've, I thought for, for the last game of the season, you need to win. I'm going to be harsh here because I think he's done exceptionally well and he's done everything that's asked of him. But if Jack Clisby's in your, in your back four, I, I don't think you're going to threaten for the title. Mm. I, I, it's I a harsh call on yeah. Jack Clisby and it's no offence to his efforts and whatnot. Mm. But as a football watcher, as a, as a football commentator, I, I just, I, I, they can't, you know, you need better than that. When we talk about topsy-turvy season, yeah. sorry about that. Uh, I made the comment, I don't have my notes with me today, but I think I made the comment that was the 17th game out of 27, obviously, that the Wanderers had scored the first goal of a game, which given their record this season is quite impressive, Mm. 17 out of 27, only went on to win seven of those where they take, where they score the first goal. So that's another area. When we're talking about topsy-turvy seasons, dropping those points along the way has proved costly. Just never went on a, they went on a, a mini run over December, January, didn't they? And then yeah. they, they just never went on the, on the big runs and you never felt week in, week out that they were going to get points. So. I, I, look, for me, they're a side who so many times this season have, have played within a game have played good football and you think that maybe they're getting mm. it and they can't do it for 90 minutes and that's been the st- pattern of their season all year which is why they're where they are now obviously look, Josip Gombau for me will be there next year he signed yep. a three year contract and yep. I think the board will say look okay you get the off season you get the whole you know, time to build in with the players and bring in the players that you want and um, there's three other teams didn't make the final. Central Coast Mariners, Paul Ocon has already gone of his own volition a yep. few weeks back mm-hmm. so Mike Mulvey will be coming in good yes. appointment by the way that, which was late last I don't week know. I don't know. Look, I, I think he, I think he is a good appointment. I think you know, you look at the job he did at, at, at Brisbane Raw, and I think Brisbane got rid of him too quickly. He left. Oh well, he left no, in November, success. but uh, he, yeah. it was six months after he'd won a title. Yeah, I just yeah. like to see a national Premier League coach get oh. a go. Well, you know, me, we're recycling these coaches. Well, to I'd me, just Mulvey, like to see a new idea into that organisation. But the reason I like Mulvey, I think someone, for a team like the Mariners, who and we made the point early in the season what Merrick was able to do at Newcastle, just that stability of having an old hand. I, I'm with you. I love seeing the young coaches mm. come in. Uh, but just... They just needed a stable hand, and I think they needed Mo- a striker. And I think Mulvey bridges that gap. He's still young enough, and he's still, you know, brought an exciting. I hope I hope you're style right of football, too. but he's also got that experience that I think the Mariners desperately needed. He, he worked with Ocon too, didn't he? As, uh, where were they working together? Was that at the Gold Coast? Was Ocon an assistant there? Oh, Ocon was at the Gold Coast yeah. with him. Yes, yeah. yes, he so worked there for a Would bit. They and play the same was... style because I think it'd be a shame if they aborted. Uh, and I th- well, I think that was part of the reason why he's there. Is they yeah, still but, wanted to, yeah, to play that style. They don't have the players at the moment to play that no. style, so they've got to go. And- but all, but look, you just said that when Paul Ocon came in. You know, th- mm. this was a side who, um, prior to that, that they'd, they'd been bottom of the bottom of the ladder, comfortably beaten by teams um, for the a- past two years. And Ocon was quite insistent, in a sense, on getting them to play football and pass yeah. the ball around, not go long Fanatical ball, and just go for results. Mm. And so exactly, so he stuck to that. Mm. And Mulvey 
carried that on from Ange Postecoglou mm. at Brisbane as well. He worked on a passing style of football. It didn't drastically change things. So I think that's the way they'll want to play. So look, I, I think good appointment. But for Mike Mulvey, he was in the crowd on the weekend watching <laughs> the game. It's like, wow. great. This is uh, the team I've got to you, work with. And you and, and you gone. Could not have been a, a worse performance yeah, to horrible. end the season off for the Mariners. And Wellington Phoenix, having beaten Melbourne City earlier on that night, got them off the bottom of the ladder, and then for the Mariners to capitulate in the way that they did. And we'd said for previous weeks, oh, Mariners don't really deserve the wooden spoon for the way they've played this no, year. The they still don't. Have been. But, but on that performance, no. I'm happy to say, yeah, to that, yeah. That, 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 you get, it, you get Look, it for that alone. There's excuses for that performance. I mean, it's... Yeah. Not in uh, a derby. If, if they're playing anyone else and the season yeah. they've had it's the last game, yes, you can see capitulation, mm. but not against the, uh, uh, Look, I'm led to believe that the intensity of training went as soon as Ocon left the door. And that's mm. uh, Wayne O'Sullivan just couldn't quite get the, the troops to, to bounce back. A lot of them probably knew their time was limited their there. Coach, uh, their and, next coach was in uh, the crowd. It's, yeah. not, it's not a thing that... Oh, yeah, look, they're professional footballers. They should be up. But, mm. but uh, I'm told by a few sources that, that their trainings were almost abysmal at the end. So... Um, we'll wait and see what what the. I mean, I just, I feel for. The, I mean, Josh Rose was. I yeah, mean, yeah. when you, when Josh Rose pictured his farewell, I'm sure it wasn't walk, limping off after an eight mm-hmm. two defeat. And that's and that's the thing, as I say, I think wonderful servant to, to the. Yeah, man. He, he's he's been a great player, and a guy's had a good career mm. within the A League as well, and, and, and yeah, good and a, just a genuinely yeah. good guy too. Yeah. Mm. There's some um, good players there though, like Heraria when mm. he was in form. De Silva had a blistering start to the year. Faded away a little bit in the back end. I mean, there have been injuries as well to those two. And about yeah. Brahma's a good player. We yeah. saw a brain snap when he got sent off for, for four weeks. Mm. And they've, they've got some players there. Um, they're just, I just think they've persisted with a, a few too too many. I got Andrew Hall didn't really set the world on fire despite glimpses throughout yeah. the year. Early, again, early part of the season looked a better player mm. than the Mariners. Have Connor sort of Payne's another one that just doesn't yeah. quite work for him. I mean, yeah. it. it it's going to be an interesting time up there. But congratulations to Josh Rose on his yeah, career. And, 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 and as you guys have mentioned, one of the nice guys of yeah. my one season covering the Mariners, who was yeah. always a favourite to, to interview yeah. Rosie and yeah. was always willing to, to have a word, one of the nice guys in the game. Yep. Yeah. Now, I mentioned, obviously, Mike Mulvey's coming in there. There'll be a new coach, too, at the Wellington Phoenix. Um, obviously, uh, didn't really work out for Dario Kalasic, um, which was a, a bit of a shame. So they've got caretaker coaches there. The other team who've missed out on the uh, the bottom of, uh, of the playoffs this year, obviously Perth Glory. Mm. Now, a lot of speculation about Kenny Lowe and his future there. I, I, I've got to say, I don't think Kenny Lowe will be in charge of the club next year. And, and I think it's a real shame because he's a great character and he is a lovely guy. But I think they'll look at it. And again, the players that they've got there, when you look at one of the best players in the competition, Diego Castro being in their ranks, and then you've got... Adam Taggart and Andy Keogh, proven mm. goal scorers. Mm. Who, who, yeah, you talk about the Mariners and goal scorer. Put mm. one of those guys in there and the goals that they could have scored. Yep. They, they should not be missing the finals for me, Perth Glory. And- no, not, not the way Kilkenny played too at the back yeah. end of the year since he came, came to the squad. He was sensational, uh, absolutely sensational. Um, it's, it is a shame because we'll lose the, the hypothetical question of will they sack Kenny Lowe each week <laughs> yes, in a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Is Kenny you Lowe know? one of those coaches? Oh, and I know you've you've just said you don't like when they... Well, he's an effing the, good bloke. We knew that. The, from, yeah, yeah. I know you, you were saying you don't like the regurgitation of, of coaches, but is he one of those coaches that another club down the track, whether it's middle of next season or whenever, will... Would, would would Kenny Lowe be someone that gets another A-League job? He's had a long job? time to get the right at Perth Glory, hasn't I, he? I, and I think 
that's the thing. Um, you know, I think he's a, he's a good spell in charge of the club. Mm. Um, he's been able to bring in players. Bear in mind the whole salary cap dramas that they had mm. there, which did cause a bit of a disturbance. But off the back of that, they were able to recruit the players that they wanted. Um, Peter Philopoulos, who's the, the CEO there, I think has been very supportive of him in bringing in the players that he wants at the club. And, and yet... Um, you know, there they are again, missing out of the finals this year, and, it, and it's it's such a shame because th- they've had so little success through the A League mm. Perth Glory from a club mm. that had, had a lot of success yeah, in old NSL absolutely. days, and, and, yeah. and so Gotta start the season better. I mean, that's uh, that, when you when you do your season that, review, it's pretty easy, doesn't it? Hit the ground running better. Yeah, which is easy to say now, but. They stick with Kenny Lowe. They fail to start next season well again. Are they in the same situation? Then we have the same question each yeah, week with the podcast. I, think, I, think, I just think coaches uh, here are very fortunate in the fact that they're given the full season to, to yeah. finish out. Like, I, look, you could, you could go with a Kenny Lowe and say, look, you've got four matches. You know, like it happens around Europe, yeah. but it doesn't seem to happen here. It seems like once you've got in charge, you've got the season, which is probably a good thing. But, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm probably with you, Ned. I don't, I don't think... I, well, I, I think the club management would like to stick with him, but I don't think the fan base would take it. No, exactly. And just to wrap up this little section of non-finalists and things, yes. another thing I will just rip off Twitter that I saw someone tweet that I love. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't never admit that. You, you never say, admit to this, no. but the the point being made after the eight-two for Central Coast Newcastle, if there was not a better promotional reason for promotion relegation in the A-League. Yeah. If you're yeah. fighting yeah. for your A-League survival, you do not capitulate and lose 8-2. No. no. So, it's um, a record, by the way. 10 goals. Ten. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. I think I saw a stat that uh, that this round had the second most goals in a round in mm. the A-League history, which isn't bad considering the first game of the weekend was one nil. Goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and the Mariners shipped in 13 against the Jets this year uh, in the... In, just two games. I forget what the other result yeah. was. But, five, but, but, uh, five. It was five two it was or five, five one. Five, I know they got the five goals away from yeah. I was more concerned about what the Mariners five, got. Two. Well, they, they, they took the lead early. The I, I will just then. point out, and I know there's um, <laughs> a Fox Sports um, presenter who I think we might have mentioned in the first podcast here as well, who said ah, yes. after the first 10 or 15 minutes that Mariners will play finals football uh, this year. And oh. somebody brought that up to him <laughs> on uh, on Twitter this weekend as well, oh, right. which he wasn't that pleased about, that they'd saved the tweet from the uh, yeah, first game of, of the season. Um that was a, a guy who calls a lot of different sports for Fox. Oh, uh, that, that a, one. A, a B Speed. Yeah. Um, who, uh, yes. He, well, I'll he, put my head up. I had them in, in my, my six. I, well, I, was, I, I didn't have up. them down as wooden spooners, de- definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, there we go. They've got the wooden spoon. Mm. Uh, and uh, coming up in a moment or two, we'll uh, look at the teams who are playing mm. finals football this year. The Boot Room. ABC Grandstand. Yes, this is the boot room. And uh, look at the teams that are playing finals now. It's, there's mm. always some excitement about when you actually see the finals lineup as well. I know it's been sort of half known for the past few weeks. You know, Melbourne City were hosting the first game, Melbourne's victory the second game. Mm. Who they were going to be playing was still a bit up in the air. But when you actually see the fixtures now and you get Melbourne City against um, Brisbane Raw as the first game to look at and then Melbourne victory playing Adelaide United... There's always a bit of excitement. Actually, that's it now. These are the two finals games. Sydney yeah. and Newcastle waiting to play the sides against that. Um, Melbourne City didn't finish off particularly well oh. going into their finals game. How do you get a form line on Melbourne City? It's almost impossible week in, week out with uh, 
with, with City. And, and I do give the Brisbane Raw a red-hot chance in this yeah. one, which uh, I was expecting them to walk all over Western Sydney a couple of weeks ago. So who knows with the Raw as well. But, but uh, I mean, Aloisi has uh, got his Raw squad firing at the right time, and I think that's important. Uh, we mentioned their record of, of seven wins and a draw from their past 11 games. It's saved their season, saved John Aloisi particularly. Um, and it's catapulted them up the table. There's a lot of experienced heads in the raw side. Uh, I think they've uh, worked out the combinations. It's taken a while. They're fit and they're ready to go. Uh, and I really quite like the raw's chances against a city who just one week are brilliant and then well, yeah. five minutes are brilliant. And then five minutes they just go into a slumber and then they kick out again. And yeah, it's um. I just, I just haven't been able to to put my finger on on, on City all all year. I'm looking forward to seeing a, a, the young Azani though, uh, and how he handles with finals football. Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting one. There's a lot of people talking him up as a potential international player, even at yeah. this young stage in his career. Yet he hasn't as played those high pressure finals game no. so far yet. No, this will be a big test of his character. But uh, how do you think it'll pan out? What, what, what sort of? I mean, the raw both teams actually are front foot teams. They like to get on the front foot, so it'll be very interesting to see how the styles um, combine. The, the raw just don't don't give you a second. They they press very very high, which allows you to to, to get in behind. But um, I, I, I personally, I think I think Melbourne City the way they play will probably suit Brisbane Raw as yeah, well because. Yeah. When we saw Western Sydney Wanderers beat Brisbane quite comfortably, they they sort of sat back a little bit and, and they let Western Sydney dominate the middle of the park. Mm. So they had that high-energy Bacchus brothers in the middle of the park and Karuska mm. and Mackay and Christensen sat back and mm. sort of, it didn't work for Brisbane that day. They didn't get a grip of the game. But I just feel a little bit more with Melbourne City, the way that they play and the way that they'll push on them a little bit, mm. that th- there is a decent chance really for... Uh, for the for uh, for um, Brisbane Raw to dominate that middle of the mm. park, and, and that's the problem in Melbourne City for me. Or, and it always has been the past few years. Great going forward, good strikers, but they've always got that soft underbelly, which they still they've never quite managed to shake. We saw some odd things though. Jamie Young made a couple of clangers uh, in in the game against the Perth Glory, which he's had a, such a sensational season. Um, there was just a, a, a few, and I thought Pepper's done quite well. Uh, at the at the back when he's been called upon under under pressure, Ivan Franic, who had a shocker against Sydney FC a couple of yeah. weeks ago, was his only bad game because he's been a, a very very good for them uh, as well. Um, I, I tell you what, though, Brendan Fororoli, even though they lost to Wellington, he scored an absolute cracker, and that's got to give you a, a bit of faith as a City supporter that he's taken a while. I mean, he's had such a serious injury, but uh, uh, if he steps up, then it, it, he could be the key man for, for, for City. Yeah, no no, no question at all. They, they rely a lot on, on his goals mm, if there's a winger. Absolutely. Having said that, when you look at the rest of their team that's out there, Luke Bratton, who incidentally I think Fox Sports awarded the, the Alex Tobin medal mm, at the end of the Darren year. Darren too. Bra- Bratton was up there with level on points with Mirjewski yeah, at, at yeah. Sydney FC. He's yeah. been a very influential player for them through the course of this season. Yeah, he goes unnoticed, Bratton, doesn't that's, he? That's exactly it. That's exactly mm. it. And yet he's had some good games for them throughout the year. Mm. Vidicic in there as well. Bazanic, who's a very yeah. experienced player. Yeah, They've Sheckenfeld got the, is just outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got the talent in there. There's no question that they should be. Yeah, they should be pushing, and uh, and and you know, they should be up there alongside Sydney FC. But we've for said me. that for three quarters Absolutely. of a season, and they, so, they so never quite managed to nail it. I can't and, tip them with confidence. And I think Brisbane will fancy their chances of going mm. down there. Again, it's the great thing about finals; it doesn't matter. Like you're not play, you're not looking at next week, you're not looking no. at anything else. No. It's all on the line. Cup final atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. You go out there and you try and win the game. And yeah. I think that's 
that's that's going to be to Brisbane Raw's advantage. Mm. Not knocking Melbourne City or their fans, but uh, you know, I think I, Raw, I think you're right. I think Raw are pretty happy that they've got City and not Melbourne. Yeah, it, it's not as hostile an atmosphere if they're playing against no. them. The other the other game to be played in the first week of finals is Melbourne victory against Adelaide United. Yeah. Such great history between yeah, those yeah, two yeah. sides as well over the line. So I think Adelaide United will um, quite enjoy coming over to play against Melbourne victory. I'm sure they wanted a, the home game, yeah. but you know, at, at the same time, they'll they'll be they'll be up for that game massively, and yeah. they've put in a good performance to finish the season off. Another side who. They have, but they were, they were down, uh, and, and they yep. needed, needed the send off to, to get a and they to get to wrestle the advantage. Missed penalty, back. And yeah, all those that's things. right, absolutely. I, I, again, I'm, I'm just not convinced by Adelaide either, which has been very disappointing because it patches. Uh, they've played some scintillating football, um, uh, and I just, I mean, Isaias is one of my favourite footballers yeah. in the whole league. He's just a joy to watch week in, week out. Miliuznic, if they can find a way to, to get him in the game more. They did start to go a little bit more direct with him, I noticed, more central uh, with yeah. Miliuznic, which I liked, and if they could try that a bit more, because often I find he, even though I love width and I love fast direct players um, like Economides yeah. um, that, that get wide uh, uh, he just gets lost out there often in, in football matches so they so they've brought him in a little bit more with Absalonson and um, but I just I, there's 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 a there's a feeling about Melbourne victory and particularly because of their, the way they they've won in Asia I just feel they're battle hardened now yeah. and they've they've fought their way into this season uh, when a lot of people wrote them off um, and, and they've had a lot of critics and Kevin Musket likes that siege mentality I actually can see Melbourne victory going all the way to the grand final well they may well have to beat Sydney FC if they do depends on how these fixtures mm. go and they played Sydney on uh, on Friday night and it, it was interesting because oh that's right they've got Sydney FC side well it, they, it, that's that's a bit <laughs> can, all goes to seeding can I re, re yeah. can I re can I revise that statement that's a bit all goes to seeding uh, as I say like the Sydney FC sit there waiting in the um one of the preliminary finals they'll play the lowest placed side so if Melbourne City do beat Brisbane Roars the highest placed team they'll play Newcastle Jets and Melbourne Victory will be playing at Sydney FC in a, you yeah. know, a, a for a spot in the grand final and now Melbourne Victory as I say it was a strange game on Friday night that Melbourne Victory had a lot of possession, had a lot of territory. Sydney seemed quite happy, having scored a goal early in the game, to sort of sit back and soak it up. They didn't play with quite the same aggression and verve that they usually do. I mean, the title's in the bag. They didn't really need to, but it it was just interesting. They let Melbourne Victory attack them, and Melbourne were frustrated by that. Mm. They, They just didn't seem to be able to break Sydney down. They ran mm. out of ideas. They'd control the ball, get to the last third, and couldn't quite deliver that telling pass. Yes, they had a couple of chances cleared off the line, so yeah. it's not the full picture, but at the same time, Sydney FC, they had three or four very good efforts saved by Lawrence Thomas, mm. drawing a save from him. They Red still did, did a bit of a dance, saves. didn't they? The yeah. two sides, though, didn't they? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Uh, and, and look, Graham Arnold's had the chance to rest a few players. Uh, I'm yeah. still surprised he named as strong a side as he, as he did. Um uh, but I suppose they get the week off now, don't they? So, yeah. Um, but we, we we saw Ninkovic have have a rest a couple of weeks ago, and 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 they've just they've had a, a chance to. Uh, disappointing to see Matt Simon's uh, streak come to an end. Absolutely. So, so we're back onto the drought of one. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it, like, he looks he looked more likely to score. Like, yeah, it doesn't he? It? It's it? very yeah. interesting how that yeah. all changes. He seems yeah, to it does. Realise where the goal is and uh, yeah. be able to actually hit the target yeah, when he has, yeah, yeah, has yeah. an effort now. He's been quite lively for the past month, two months. Yeah. And and I, I think. 
he always adds value when he comes on. Yeah, and again, yeah, those yeah. sorts of games. And so, yeah, it, it's good. They've got the game Champions League midweek, as of Melbourne victory. But Melbourne victory, they have to back up and play at the weekend, whereas Sydney have the sort of 10 days off. So they've got mm. the ideal preparation, really. Um, Asian Champions League game. Boish was off, uh, wasn't he? He missed, missed the match through the suspension. No, no, he played, but he went off with an injury, with a, oh, with a right. back injury. And he doesn't play Champions League anyway, so he's, yeah, he's right. got time to recover. But he, he limped off no, with no, a bit yeah. of a back injury. Um, but then they've got Ben Warland who comes straight in and he'll play yeah. Champions League football what a, as well. What, a, what depth they've got. Then that's that's the thing. And they look they all look fit, they all look ready, and that, they're not waiting on anybody. And you, uh, controversially, don't think Bobo should have been given the gold? Never well, uh, look, I mean... When, when it went in the first time, I put it straight down for a Zullo goal. There was like a, a Bobo was hidden in between a couple of players, and it was a, is that your love of defenders shot. coming through? Well, yeah, getting fullbacks to give them goals. I mean, Bobo's had twenty six goals already this season. Yeah, Didn't well, really need one more, but just that, just lunging out that faint, faint touch mm. that he got on the ball, and it was the it was the faintest of touches. I honestly don't think the ball deviated at all. But as we've said, and we said that last week on the podcast, I, I, Bobo's still not the, the the top goal scorer in Australian footballing history. Damien no. Mori on 31. But that was one of the five he needed uh, to actually <laughs> catch him. So I can understand him pocketing it. And look, put it this way, if it was me, I'd be claiming it as well. But like all the work had been done by Zullo and Ninkovic on the left. It was, it was a, a huge deflection. It went at least 10 to 15 millimetres. That's what I'm sure Bobo would be saying. Yeah, exactly. And I think he celebrated quite hard after that. Yeah, goal, Just I to make the point yeah, that yeah. I actually got a touch on that. Yeah, we've all Whereas, claimed a few of them in the park where yeah. the, the laces have brushed the ball. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's um, yeah, it's a little bit suspect that he got that goal. But like, it means he's up to 27 now. Yeah. He needs two goals. Have you goals. met a striker that wouldn't do that? Oh, totally. That's that's why he's a striker, yeah, and that's, that's why right. he's got so many goals this year. It's sort of that lunge for the ball. A lot of the player might have been watching it go across in front of them and sail into the back of the net. But mm. poor Michael Zullo, yeah, uh, denied a goal yeah. by his teammate oh, on that wow. occasion. Look, for, for me, it was a very, very competent performance by Sydney, and that's why they've, they've finished up on top of the pile. They got yep. the trophy given to them after the game. They got the medals as well, yep. which was a nice touch from the A League. Everybody yep. handed out medals, including Ryan Grant, who didn't kick a ball this year, but yeah. he was there and he was out on the field in his kit yeah. at the end of the game even though he was in his suit at one stage he went and got changed to go and get his medal well you um, have the photo don't you well, that's exactly yeah, it yeah. so he's there on all the, the photos yeah, yeah. who did the Champions League final who was that it was a man you played yeah it, but, uh, it's a good point and I'm trying to remember who that was now was as it well, Rory but, Keane or someone yeah, like that but, uh, but, but the most like originally you used to have to do a certain amount of games to actually earn a medal through yeah, the yeah, year but just now to being get part to of the squad make is, sure the photo was yeah and it's, it's, I'm pleased to see him back he was named in the squad didn't play for me as well Sydney FC look they're they are where they are for that reason. Yeah. They play the home final. I, I, I cannot see them losing whoever they play against. But not if the, not if there's a footballing god. I mean, they just are so so yeah. far away the best side. But but that's again that's you know, no no certainty. No, it's exactly yeah. I mean, Melbourne Victory had their chances against them, but as I say, for me, Sydney looked like they were playing in third gear. Mm. They were just comfortable, cruised through the game, and and were good enough to win it. Um, and so look, they'll play the lowest placed team left in the competition. In a right. Couple of weeks so time. Newcastle, can they get? I mean, they've had a, a, a warm-up game that I, I don't know if you how much of a form we can read into the eight-two thumping of the Central Coast Mariners. I mean, yeah, great, it's a it's a boost, but they're, they're not exactly no. You know. But um, look, we'll have a bit of a listen to what Ernie Merrick had to say after the game because <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just to steal what someone else had just said online, our colleague in, uh, in Newcastle, Aaron Carney, was basically saying they should give congratulations to the Mariners. Uh, after that game, if they do go on to make the grand final. <laughs> but this is what Ernie Merrick had to say, chatting to Scott Levi after the match. Ernie, I won't keep you long because I know you've got to put that aside now and just concentrate on the finals and huge result, but, you know, onwards and upwards. But, gee, a lot of good things you saw there tonight. 
Yes, I thought we controlled the midfield, which we haven't been doing so well the last couple of weeks. Our defence was solid, and up front we started delivering the service and to score eight goals is terrific last game before the finals. Very happy with young McGree, I, I would think. He he ran through the midfield like the wind. He was fantastic to, to get one of those goals. He, he ran 60 metres to be in position. Great commitment. Outstanding game, Riley played, and Steve alongside him did a good job, and Dimmy up front, and those three were outstanding. Thank you, Ernie Merrick. Thanks very much. Ernie Merrick, then James mm. Scott Levi after the game. And yeah, you, you can, he's very, um, it was very cagey in a sense than Ernie Merrick, not getting carried away. But I, I, I take the point, look, don't read an awful lot into that in terms of the mm. way that um, Central Coast performed in that game and their last few weeks. But when you've gone into that position off the back of some of the results that the, uh, the Jets mm. have had in recent weeks, you know, losing at home to Perth Glory before. Uh, losing at home to Melbourne City, not scoring goals in either mm. of those two games. Yeah, they needed something just to sort of build that belief again. Yeah. And, and and again, it's just it's couching it in the right terms to the players that Ernie Merrick needs to do. But just to say, that's much better. Like literally, remember how you scored those goals. Remember how you controlled the middle of the part. This is what your template is for the, just, for the finals. They game. won't be allowed to play through the lines like they were, though. They, <laughs> I'm, no, I don't want to be negative no. because I think Newcastle Jets, and I would love to see the Jets make the grand final. I really would. I'd love to see a Newcastle Sydney final because I think that's they've been clear. Uh, far and yep. away the best two teams, um, and uh, and whoever won out of that, I'd be happy with. But um, I just just uh, yeah, I've still got questions about without Bogart. I think he's such a big miss for them, um, and I, I, I just, they're a bit susceptible uh, under intense pressure. Uh, I agree with him. Riley McGree was absolutely outstanding, and what a talent he's going to be. Yeah. Joey Champness too um, was was very good. So uh, and and O'Donovan back on the score sheet uh, against his former club um, was was also great. But they just they won't have anywhere near the time they had to play with the ball. So. Uh, I, I don't know if the week off suits them, to be honest. We always debate this at this time of year, don't we? I, I think Newcastle would like to keep going. Absolutely, but, uh, absolutely. But, but you know, and uh, I, I think the different it's different for me with with Sydney because Sydney have got that Champions League game, then a ten day break, and they've basically mm. they've they're far more used to this as well yeah. than the Graham Arnold. You know, they've done it yeah. before, and and that, that sort of that he's very good at the home measuring. crowd's going to be a big factor in in that Jets. Uh, well, I, I absolutely will be, and I think yeah. Newcastle, although they've had a couple of poor oh, results at home, oh, they'll sell it that's out. exactly yeah. it. They'll have everyone back yeah. on their side for the game, so I think it's a huge, huge um, factor. That yeah, it's also huge for Newcastle property prices. Yeah, too, very so, big for the you know, property prices the in uh, the Newcastle region Newcastle as well. Region and uh, yeah, look, I, I, for for me, like it's all unknown at this stage now because I can't imagine you're going to go through four games of finals before the grand final and not. Have one I'll be surprised if victory doesn't get through. Though. That's that's the one. That's the only. That's the one game of the entire uh, finals. I'd be I, I'd be confident. I'll in. mark that one down then as an Adelaide win. Yeah. In that case, <laughs> so uh, yeah, look, I, I think I think I know, I know exactly what you mean with that. But Adelaide United for me, um, yeah, they're one of those frustrating sides that when you look at the quality they've got in their team. If they could find the back of the net more regularly, uh, yeah, Diawara scored a beautiful goal. Oh yes, Western we Sydney. forgot really to good that. goal. Yeah, after, but all the three goals after they being scored. subbed at half time the week before yeah. came back and and, and answered. Uh, yeah. And well done to him. It was a very good finish. Very too. good finish. Yeah, and and that's what they've finish. lacked all year. And if yeah, they can yeah. if they can take chances like that, then for me they are a chance of upsetting Melbourne victory. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. I'd see Melbourne victory winning at yeah. home. The, the, the difficulty for them is they play Wednesday night Champions League. It is in Melbourne. They've not got to travel, but they've got to get up for that game with the very slim chance of going through then pack back up and play on the Sunday now we should mention uh, today uh, the 
changing leagues, but yes. Manchester City won the uh, English Premier League title. And uh, now talk about dominance. That has been an exceptionally dominant well, uh, performance from them. They've, I mean, I know they lost to Liverpool when they're out of the Champions League, but uh, one of the great title wins. They've equaled what uh, uh, Ferguson's Man United with, with five games to go, haven't they, as the yeah. earliest wins. Just at, some of the football, particularly around October, November, December, they played. where they, And I think a few game a couple of weeks ago against Everton, they had 80-odd percent of possession. Where Ever, that means Everton weren't even touching the ball. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just we've never seen such a, such a sterling... Uh, performance. Yeah, I, I think you, you've got to just take your hat off to Manchester mm. City and, and how they've done over the course of the season. As yeah. you say, even though they've lost in uh, uh, Champions League football to Liverpool, mm. they've lost two games all season. Mm. Um, they've scored 93 goals this yep. year. Can they, they get they, to 100 points? It's yeah. still, still on the cards. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get it. I don't yeah. know if they'll slack off that much. And so, no. yeah, it, it's been a very big win for them. Although I, we were just talking about this before. There's some of the the celebration stuff that we've seen from them and the little yeah, yeah. Uh, cartoon picture that's yeah, been yeah, put yeah. out by everybody, that is symptomatic of a side who've known for some time <laughs> and a media department for some time who've been able yeah. to sit there and go, we can prepare a bit of yeah, stuff for when yeah. we win it and not feel like we're going to jinx winning the title because no. that's the usual thing you think. Look, Don't bring out the T-shirts, the Premier's T-shirts. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The and hats, fact, get rid of the hats. Sydney FC, obviously, they got the the, uh, the trophy, the Premier's yeah, plate yeah. on uh, on Friday night and they had the Sydney shirts on. They had a great... Mm banner, the TIFO up in front of the mm. uh, Sydney FC fans. There's a lovely shot of Adrian Mierzewski with his son in front of him, both yeah, showing the guns yeah, off and in front of a, the picture of him yeah. on there. But clearly they wanted to wait until the final game of the season to do that celebration and to bring out the t-shirts and to show that, yeah. okay, now we can celebrate. With News Radio, I got to speak to Simon Hill this morning, who's a pretty happy chap being uh, a, a, a lifelong City supporter. Um, and I congratulate him. And he, he was talking about 20 years ago, he went to a, a dreary, wet York and got beaten 2-1 and he, in the third division of yep. English football. And he thought... Uh, he, never in his wildest dreams would he imagine that he would be within one title of the might of Sunderland. <laughs> Did you? I, I, you wouldn't have mentioned that, would you, Tim? Yeah. No, you, I'm yeah. sure you didn't mention that. He's but, still uh, below five titles. Yeah, that's, that's just it. Six. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, look back on the uh, the back onto the A League. Look, it kicks off again on Friday night with the finals. You yeah, it's going to be great. Matt Clinch and the team down there for the uh, Melbourne City game uh, against Brisbane Raw, and then Sunday, uh, Andrew Mays and Simon Colosimo will be calling the Melbourne victory game. Uh, against uh, the Adelaide United side. Now, uh, from those two games, I, I, I don't know. It's always hard to go against the home sides in these finals matches for me. Um, uh, if you're picking two sides out of that, now you've said Melbourne victory Melbourne for one. Melbourne victory, and I think, I think the Brisbane Raw will get the biscuits. Fair enough. Going an upset there. I'll, I will go opposite you, di- di- directly opposite you. I'll say Melbourne City will win, and I'll, get, I'll tip Adelaide mm. United and upset in the other game, just I, to keep it interesting. I think, I'm sure we'll shake hands and it'll be one all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No question at all. Look, thanks so much for listening. Thanks, for uh, Frank Yanko, for uh, popping in before getting back to the uh, yeah, uh, poetry noticed, corner of the yeah, ABC. I, I noticed he disappeared. Yes, so, uh, he one text message from the missus, and he's he's away. Yeah, I know? know. It's amazing, isn't I it? I miss you, and wow, he bolted it, out the door, didn't even say goodbye. No, exactly. Well, mm. hopefully he might be have time to join us again next mm, week but probably, we'll see probably out picking flowers for her yes well, there he is I hope he doesn't get hay fever or anything whilst he's <laughs> no, doing it that's right. so anyway thanks very much for listening and join yeah. us again next week cheers